You are tuning in to Missouri NEA Connects, a podcast to focus on all things Missouri education, from policy to practice, so that each of us can unite, inspire, and lead from where we are. We're happy you're here. So let's talk about resolutions committee and how that impacts your job. Do you want to start with the history of I resolutions do. committee? Okay. That's critically important because it's changed a lot. I mean, this association has purposely changed in significant ways the policy document and the relationship of those documents to various things, including our legislative advocacy. Because so, you know, I started 2001, so what, 22 years ago, just over, October 1st. So 22 years ago, we had resolutions, which I didn't have that much interaction with, frankly. It was its own committee and the um, statements of belief. I worked through primarily what was known as the legislative platform, which was a separate document. And we had a committee, the legislative committee, that worked on the platform and it was legislature specific. So it had stuff that pertained to state legislature do this, state legislature don't do this. Plus, like history, like every year we would update um, a middle section that talked about the history and so on. And so it ended up becoming a pretty big document and very detailed and kind of overwhelming, I think, frankly, to our members. And the work of the committee was immense. When I started, we had like Friday night and then a long day on Saturday for the September meeting. And then you could pretty much count on something of of similar magnitude for the October meeting. And there was even times when there was talk of, do we need to stay over for a Sunday on, on the September meeting, right? So it's a lot of time because it was so much detail to go through. Yeah. And not every state association does that. Not every state association has multiple documents like that that relate to policy and kind of guide the various parts of our advocacy. And so over time, our leaders started to notice, you know, they were, they're in dialogue, you know, with other state associations and they thought, you know, maybe we would be better off to try to unify and consolidate And so the first step, which was done under President Charles Smith, was Mm -hmm. to combine the legislative and the resolutions committees. So we still had resolutions and and legislative documents, the platform and the resolutions. But now the same big set of people Mm -hmm. worked on both documents, Mm -hmm. which... You know, so now you have those people talking to one another as opposed to being separate committees. Right. And one of the things that they did was they quickly started to realize there's some degree of disconnect between because the planks in the platform started with a belief statement. Then they had like rationale and then action. And the resolutions are pretty much just belief statements. But there wasn't a one to one mapping like we had stuff that was belief in the platform Mm -hmm that wasn't exactly in the resolutions Mm. and vice versa. Yeah. And so one of the things that the committee started to work on was a crosswalk to always make sure that the, the belief statements between resolutions and platform matched up. 
But eventually they started to realize, you know, we have a lot of documents. And um, we also had, in addition to those two separate things, over the decades we had had written and accumulated a number of position papers on things like privatization, charter schools, Mm -hmm. vouchers, et cetera, et cetera, Uh, open enrollment. So we had all these different, and I don't know that there was a lot of awareness amongst the rank and file members about these 13 different position papers. You know, they were like in the board office somewhere and, you know, somebody someday had had worked on them. They were published, but then it wasn't something that we really kind of kept in front of our membership. And so the leaders in the last few years undertook to say, let's pull all this stuff together. And so a big project was undertaken. Uh, Rebecca McIntosh, board vice president, made sure to collect all of those and forward to the resolutions committee, all of those policy papers. So we had, the committee had in front of it the res, the, plant, the platform, the resolutions as they were, and all of these policy papers. And then there was a big project a couple of years ago to figure out, and the, the leaders made the decision, what we would do is essentially go to the RA in the fall and merge all those documents into a new thing called resolutions. But it was going to be pulling the belief statements that we still thought were relevant into the resolutions, pulling all of the parts of the legislative platform and its belief statements that were still relevant into the resolutions if they weren't there. And so mm-hmm. in one big process in motion, uh, I believe it was actually in 2022, that process was completed. Wow. That wasn't that long ago. No, right? And so... Um, So we're relatively new into only having that one guiding document. But what's so that, you know, and the resolutions document is a shorter document because, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just belief statements. Now, it addresses issues that aren't necessarily state legislative. It could could just be broad statements about how how school should be done. It could involve statements about the obligations of school boards, all sorts of, you know, it's, it's at all levels that are, that we mm-hmm. we have concerns and 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 beliefs, right? But at this point, I think it makes it a little bit more accessible for membership, because and and it also tends to be more durable, and so there's mm-hmm. less busy work for the committee mm-hmm. because yeah. our belief statements, our, what we believe, doesn't change that much from year to year. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Um, The refinements that we look at are usually, you know, at this point, the the work of the committee is kind of paying attention to trends, paying attention to are there little features of something that we Mm -hmm. need to like maybe do a deeper dive on. Here, a couple examples. Um, We had significant amount of legislative success in 2022 where Mm -hmm. the resolutions committee was looking at issues and putting in new language that was then essentially immediately moving from, you know, like when it was adopted by the, the uh, committee, ratified by the board, it was moving into the sorts of language I was advocating for in the legislature. Mm-hmm. There's, and there's several examples where within a year's time, that's, that language essentially shows up in the statute. Uh, so one, we made a minor tweak we had a subcommittee to look at an emerging trend, which is the creating of regional 
recovery high schools for students with mm-hmm. substance use issues. And we're, okay. you know, a number of states, there are these special, essentially regional public schools, high schools primarily, designed to have both the academics and the other support and services that kids in recovery need and to give them a place away from the, the dangers and the contacts and friends and whatever um, that were, you know, leading them into substance use. Yeah. And so we looked at that. We actually didn't make a huge change in our resolutions. We just kind of added in, hey, we kind of like recovery high schools. Yeah. But that then kind of gave me the ability to work because the legislature was already working on that topic, but they were doing it in a charter school way. Mm. And I went to the sponsor, who Cindy O'Loughlin at the time, Senator Cindy O'Loughlin was chair of education. I went to her and I said, you know, you have a lot of baggage bringing this forward as a charter school because then that topic comes up and charter school expansion in general is super controversial. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we would be fighting against it. And so I offered and basically rewrote the bill mm-hmm. entirely to be creating an essentially a new statute, kind of like what the legislature had done for the adult high schools a few years back. Mm-hmm. There's like a brand new statute there, which now there's funding for it. It became law that session using essentially the language we wrote. There was like right. everything that was resulting in terms of the truly agreed to bill was language I worked with, with the guy who had brought the topic to the legislature and the sponsors. There really wasn't a lot because it was, it was kind of like, this is just kind of a no brainer. Why didn't anybody bring this forward before, you know, it was because it was a good thing to try to help out kids with substance use issues, try to keep them in school. And so, um, that's actually now in North Kansas city, I believe, um, they are going to be the host for the first one. And there's even legislative funding to help support that, like the upfront startup costs for that. So that's an example. Um, Another example, which hasn't become law yet is on open enrollment. There were a number of specific uh, provisions that the resolutions committee had concerns about based upon when we pulled that position paper which we had kind of like had for a while, but no one had really looked at closely. It had some good thoughts about open enrollment that the legislature needed to hear. And I presented those in committee as the basis Mm -hmm. for some opposition in that session. And the language that was added addressed those things specifically. Now that bill hasn't passed yet, but the Mm. recent iterations have generally had that language coming, falling right out of the resolutions. And finally that same session the legislative or the resolutions committee worked on our position about literacy and reading and massively reworked that section and in the resolutions in the resolutions for sure um, added a new resolution moved moved things to to make it fit better but also a lot more structure and guidance about how that should work and a lot of that got translated into the Senate Bill 681, the underlying por- portion that relates to reading and literacy. Nice. Yeah. So there's a, there's becoming a much stronger connection there, uh, you know. Oh. And and uh, oh, <laughs> the last one was the virtual, yeah. the full time oh, virtual staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The committee. Mm-hmm. This was actually in February. The committee looked at that topic. The committee came up with some guidance and ideas, and then that helped inform. Representative Paula Brown and I, when we were working with folks in the legislature to create a better structure 
designed purposely for full-time virtual, which is different mm-hmm. from kids who are like, you know, a student of the resident district, but take a class. Taking like MOA. Yeah. 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 It ta- mm-hmm. it, it's a different structure when you're like hundred percent, you're doing that because you need, you know, you know, you have medical issues or there's bullying or, or you're a, a military kid who moves all the time and you mm-hmm. want consistency. They need yeah. a different structure of accountability and a different structure mm-hmm. for enrollment. And we wanted to make sure that the student needs were considered and met and there was a plan for that and all that stuff. And that the school providing that was accountable. It didn't like fall back to all of the, you know, randomly to all the schools where the kids happened to live, kids, which yeah. made no sense because they weren't teaching those kids. Right. So right. the multiple examples there where there's a lot of connection between what that resolutions committee has done, what I and the rest of us have done in terms of our legislative advocacy, and ultimately what the legislature has done in terms of its output on some of these topics. Yeah. How powerful to know that that's go- that's almost like a direct impact. That's not like, oh, it has so many different layers to get through to get to legislation. Like, no, that is going straight to yeah. the Capitol. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it, the legislature is kind of an odd place and you might not think about it in those terms, but, you know, it is in some ways very much driven by relationship and personal connection. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we have a resolutions committee that's doing this great work, they are very student centered. And so mm-hmm. the guidance that they're putting together, you know, for a legislator who is focused on improving public education, experts who are thinking about, you know, that students are the center of their thing, that stuff's kind of going to resonate with them. You know, there are good reasons why the resolution committee is drafting the stuff that they are. So for folks in the legislature that have that interest, then yeah. that, that kind of resonates with them. And then if you have somebody who's there, you know, part of it is just being there. You know, that's why associations have somebody like me who's there all the time during the session. Yeah. You know, there's opportunities to share that at the, at the mm-hmm. right time. And the person says, okay, that makes sense. Go do that for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, that's kind of what organizations want to be doing is to making, be making sure if we have expertise and the legislators don't, let's help them, you know, craft the policy with good ideas that are wrapped around the, you know, students at the center of that, that, that discussion. Absolutely. And so that shows the power of the resolutions as a guiding document as opposed to just a list of legislative priorities. Right. Because mm-hmm. those can be ambiguous at times. Yeah. Or not as not detailed in the way that legislators need them. Like you said, they are not the experts. They're like, you all are. Tell me what I need to do. Right. <laughs> okay. So this is fairly new resolutions in the way that it's structured in the way that it is now now to be fair mm-hmm. i mean the resolutions committee itself is not new right 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 but for most of the history of the association it existed kind of in parallel with alongside legislative and there wasn't that close connection what was the genesis behind that who what mm. 
Is that something you brought that you're like, hey? Oh, no, 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 no. So, the, you know, the I show up 22 years ago, and the very first, yeah. it, because it's this time of year, mm-hmm. right around October 1st, very first gig I have is basically, you know, here you go. Here's the, the legislative platform. Here's the legislative committee. Right. So that's the way it was. And it, and it had been that way for a long time. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, and it may be that it was just, more commonplace for organizations and for state affiliates to have those two separate things way back when. Yeah. Okay. But over time, and, and I think we're not, we're not out of sync with other organizations outside of the NEA family. I think a lot of organizations at this point in 2023, they basically have something that looks and walks and acts like our resolutions. That's you know, basic belief statements. Because I have gone on most associations' websites, most education associations in Missouri. Yeah. And I looked for, and I looked at those legislative priorities. There was only like one or two that I found that had like a resolutions document that was pretty extensive. Right. So maybe I'm just not looking in the right place. Well, or it may be that they don't have a comprehensive document Mm -hmm. in the way that, you know, so NEA has a comprehensive set of resolutions, which actually, actually dwarfs ours. Uh, I need to find that. It it is a, it is a very big document and every once, and then of course they meet on an annual basis. And so one of the things that we will also do in addition to anything that might've popped up in terms of nuances here in Missouri is also look at, what has NEA done? For mm-hmm. example, one of the topics um, that was brand spanking new to the committee, which they have some new language to recommend yeah. on, is artificial intelligence. Oh yeah, right. That's, yeah, because it you know it it's, it relates to you know to students to staff all kinds of stuff. And so, as it turned out, NEA has recently done a resolution on artificial intelligence in the context of public education. And so, the committee had that to start from, and then they, they made revisions to it in terms of what they would recommend. There's no automatic, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the NEA resolutions that aren't in Missouri NEA resolutions. But it's always there as a resource, and then in this case, it was the interest of the committee, because it matters to our members, to have something on that and to be thinking about that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what are the trends that you pick to put in front of the resolutions committee? Is that you or is that like you as a whole, like we're seeing this happening in our in our spaces or we know of this, like, like four-day school week, yeah. AI and education? Um, science of reading. So you have these trends that are happening faster in some places than in others. So when is it that you or the chair or the association says, hey, resolutions committee, we want you to look into this? So it's open, you know, so members and especially delegates have the ability to kind of bring forward ideas. And so you might get something where somebody shows an interest in something and they mention it, they go through the little process to kind of get that lobbed to the committee. Sometimes someone will bring something up on the floor and we're like, 
we're not really in a position to do smart language and resolutions on this today, but you've brought up something that is worthy of discussion. And so it'll be essentially referred to committee. And then the committee, you know, they meet multiple times during the year, they get to work on it. So you might have something pop up and then become, you know, that kind of gets put in the parking lot for the committee to work on. Then, as you might expect, myself as the staff person and Christina or whoever will, you know, is at any point the committee chair, we'll get together in advance of the meeting. You know, I'll be looking at the relatively obvious things in terms of, you know, what's what's big with the legislature, you know, like right. open enrollment, school funding formula, um, you know, CRT, all those sorts of things. And we'll, and, you know, we'll kind of look at the resolutions and see, you know, are they where they need to be? And, you know, most of the time they are. Yeah. Uh, but if, they, you know, like when we pulled all those position papers together, there was some stuff there that wasn't in resolutions or a legislative platform that was useful mm. that we then put into the resolutions, you know, because we, we had a position paper on open enrollment. But also, and the other thing I was going to mention is leadership will also sometimes come to, you know, so we always have... Um, Phil and Rebecca, so president and vice president, are usually around when the resolutions committee gets together and they'll, you know, make a few comments. And then, you know, sometimes they will say, you know, we're going to have some kind of a project, whether it's like, okay, I want the resolutions committee to work on this, or you guys can be a part of, for example, the four day school week question is complicated and there's a lot to it. And the resolutions committee will, I'm sure, be involved, but it's my understanding that it's going to be a project that's bigger than that, that involves additional, you know, membership beyond the committee, and it's going to take a while, and which which is a you know great idea. But it, it just as an example, you know, we could we could have, you know, something brought to us. You know, it might be something that Christine and I have already anticipated. It could be something forwarded to the committee. It could be something coming from leadership. And come from all those different directions and then the committee gets together and works on stuff. How is it now that you've lived in two worlds, <laughs> having had a resolutions and then legislative priorities operating at the same time. Yeah. And now you're over at the Capitol with just the resolutions document now that they are one. How is that working for you? It, it's working fine. I mean, it, in a mm-hmm. sense, it makes it simpler Okay. In that I don't have like multiple things, you know, I have to make, yeah. make sure that, you know, there's alignment between multiple different documents. Now there's just one. It's real, you know, to a degree, it's relatively flexible um, yeah. in terms of nuance as long, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you kind of know which, if, is the arrow pointing in the right direction or not in terms of legislation, but, you know, it's complicated over there and you, you know to be relevant you have to be willing to you know get something good even if it's not perfect yeah. right right um uh, also by the way you know we have the Missouri NEA app and the resolutions are in there and i will in the description link both Missouri NEAs and NEAs excellent to look at both cuz NEAs is 119 pages yep <laughs> ours is 70 <laughs> drastically different. Um, but it is like, as you've said, more so pertains to what's happening in Missouri. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it's not just legislative stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, the resolutions pertain to all, all topics. You know, a lot of the stuff about employees is mostly going to be the business of the member, their local association, and their employer. Um, unless the legislature decides to try to interfere, which, you know, House Bill 1413, um, some, some, <laughs> sometimes they do. Yeah, you just don't know. You know. It's better to be prepared for all of these things. For sure. What's your hashtag for the new, like, resolutions 2.0? The new way that in the last couple of years resolutions has operated? Uh, don't know that I really have one. It's working well. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, I think it has simplified and focused the advocacy of the association. And it's made it more responsive. <laughs> <laughs>